superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Now a flag is going to be thrown. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth. Your mayor said it all. No one picked us to win. This is something to dream about as a kid. The Rich Eisen Show. Now a flag is going to be thrown. Earlier on the show, two-time Super Bowl champion Eli Manning. Overreaction Monday. Coming up, two-time Super Bowl champion and Greenlight Podcast host, Chris Long. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Hey, everybody, call us, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We have time for you this hour. We've been checking everything out from uh, the Championship Sunday and the entire weekend in the world of sports right here live on the Roku channel and so much more. Terrestrial radio affiliates, we say hello to you, as well as Sirius XM Odyssey, our YouTube audience, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Anybody who follows us there, we greatly appreciate it. Our podcast available where all podcasts can be acquired, and the same goes with our Monday guest who's been dynamite to talk to after every single big-time NFL weekend, which means after every NFL weekend. Kind enough to join us here, the host of Greenlight Podcast and so much more, two-time Super Bowl champion, our friend Chris Long, back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Christopher? Rich, what's up, brother? Did I see you do – did you do the double dip of uh, Embiid uh, beating Jokic in the Nuggets and the NFC Championship game in Philadelphia? Did you do that double dip this weekend? Yeah, it was an awesome uh, sports weekend in Philly. I got to take the kids up, and uh, they got to see the uh, Sixers as well. So, yeah, we sat down there. The Sixers hooked us up. We got to see Embiid and Jokic, and I got to ring the bell. So I was, like, going out to midcourt, and Jokic, like, kind of bumped into me (laughs) running by, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool, you know? How big is how big is he, Chris? He is he is that big. big enough that I noticed when he put his hand on my shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that was his first assist of the night, is what you're saying? Um, Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, so um, the Philadelphia Eagles showed what to you on on Sunday, Chris? What did they show you? You know, they keep you know people keep talking about hey, the road's been easy, the Giants. That, you know, and now San Francisco, who was banged up for much of the game, with Brock Purdy running out of the tunnel and all that. But, like, they just keep beating the people in front of them, and they keep beating them handily uh, when they're healthy. And so um, they showed me that they're for real. Like, they have a reason to be um, – to play with the edge that they play with. I mean, they play confident, right? They play kind of on that line of cocky, and I think it's great, and I think it – 
it starts with their head coach, Nick Sirianni. I mean, the two biggest plays of the game for them were fourth downs. Now, one of them, Devontae Smith, probably wasn't a catch, but the mechanics of that whole thing is crazy. And you put pressure on Shanahan, who's probably getting a bunch of communication from upstairs, and you're not getting the angles. You get 20 seconds, you run up, you snap the ball. Um, and then the other one is backed up. They go for it on fourth down. They're just a scary team, man. You know, I you think about this Super Bowl a bunch of different ways, but uh, it's two 16-3 football teams, right? Hmm. And, you know, on one hand, there's the team that everybody's been paying attention to, the big East Coast market. We started hot, the whole thing. The Eagles are the best team in the league, all that. And then the team that we've all, myself included, tried to think around a bunch of different ways why, why, why they're better teams in the AFC. You know, we all, I think the, the, the you know, Tyreek being gone and the whole thing, we thought, yeah, they, they can't do it. They can't get back to where they were. But they've proved a lot yesterday as well. So um, let's just, sticking with the Eagles for, for a second with you, Chris Long, is Hassan Reddick, rate, me, rate him for me as a uh, pass rusher and game wrecker from your perspective. Well, he's always been a great rusher, man. It's been fun watching him. Arizona, Carolina, I can remember him having like these amazing multi-sack games and just not getting a lot of the credit that he probably deserved and then getting to Philly in the big market and making the plays. And like you talk about a free agent that has an opportunity to cash in, like you walk into a room, you got good corners, you have good rushers around you, and you're going to be the guy. You're going to be dependent upon to be the guy. And he has absolutely been every bit of that. And he's exceeded expectations and you talk about them loving you in a city. You know, if they win this thing, whether they win it or not, they'll always appreciate Hassan Reddick. And hopefully that chapter continues in Philly for a long time. But, you know, like he just kind of showed up and did his job and then some. And he, he really has that clutch gene. I mean, I can remember I went to an Eagles game week four, I think it was against the Jaguars in the rain, and somebody needed to make a play. He made that play. I was at the stadium yesterday. Somebody needed to make a play early in that game, and that hit on Brock Purdy that knocked him out of the ball game changed the entire ball game, as you know, because the you know the dominoes began to topple, and it led to Shanahan essentially running that clock out. So I mean, you know, they didn't have a plan for Hassan Reddick, not a good enough one, you know, blocking him with a tight end, leaving him unblocked. He's been their most clutch, consistent rusher. rusher. And, they, you know, every defense needs that guy. And they have it in Hassan Reddick. Well, I mean, he wrecked the game. I mean, he knocked Purdy out. He recovered the fumble of the guy that he put in the game because he knocked Purdy out. I mean, he truly wrecked the game for the 49ers. And then on the other side of the line of scrimmage, uh, the offensive line took care of their business, too. I mean, they... They took care of the trenches. That's how you win playoff games like an NFC championship game. And I'll give you the floor on uh, Jason Kelsey. What what does he do? I mean, the fact – I remember his – we talked about it, I think, this spring when you came on, when yeah. uh, Kelsey tweeted out the video of, what, him drinking a beer to say he's coming back for one more. I mean, at the time, that was like, okay, that's a nice story, a future Hall of Fame guy, and, and we'll see what he can do for this Eagles team that got one and done by Tom Brady in a seventh seed. Um, this was, I believe, before A.J. Brown was acquired. But who knew that that was one of the biggest moments of the entire Eagles calendar year right now? What does he do for them, do you think? Well, what a great decision by him, right? Um, right. 
and you can see why he did come back, and hopefully he comes back again because the guy is playing like he's 26 years old. You see him get up to the second level on some of these run run blocks, and yep. you're like, who is this guy? There's no way he's the age he is and has the mileage and the tread on the tires that he has. And, you know, he's just like the perfect athlete, the perfect unorthodox athlete, and that, that center position, it takes a lot of different skill sets to thrive, and he's so great in space. He's so quick to the second level. He's great with angles, and he's a great leader. And, you know, I want to shout out their offensive line coach, Jeff Stoutland, um, who's just one of the best in the game and a big reason why I know that every time they line up on Sunday, they're confident that the communication is right. You talk about about a guy who um, developed Jordan Mailata, um, you know, a guy who's plugged and played different players with injuries our Super Bowl run. Jason Peters was hurt. He's had to plug people in. Um, and then a guy that, to me, was the biggest story when I, when I walked away from that game is Lane Johnson. Um, Lane Johnson is playing through a major injury. Um, that is not a minor deal. And he hasn't even given up a pressure since he's been back. You know, I think it's time people start talking about him in the right light. Uh, you know, like I think people respect him as one of the best couple tackles in the game, but the run that he's had over the last five to seven years puts him squarely in a hall of fame conversation to me. I mean, there's some more, um, accolades that he's got to stack up, but stack this five, seven year run up against anybody. Um, it's hard to find a guy that's been as dominant and he plays Nick Bosa yesterday, who was the DPOY. Um, and it's amazing the way he makes that look. I mean, he looks bored at times. Uh, his anchor, how quick he can get to his set. I mean, he beats you at his set point. The fastest rushers in the game can't beat him to seven yards. He stays square the whole time. He's got that kind of underhand absor- absorbing punch. And he sits on the bull rush as well as anybody. So when Nick Bosa feels that, hey, I can't bull this guy, like what can I do? Um, he's so impressive. And as evidenced by the fact that when he's out, like look at the way we feel about the best line in football when he exits the game and it's Driscoll or somebody else. I mean, he is just such a massive piece. You just set it and forget it at tackle there. And he's blocked some of the best in the game. He did it again yesterday. Greenlight Podcast host, two-time Super Bowl champion Chris Long here on the Rich Eisen Show. Before we turn the page to the AFC Championship game, let's talk about a couple of narratives to come out of the NFC Championship game. First thing is that Shanahan should have done more uh, after Josh Johnson came out and done more uh, than just stick Purdy in there as a clear sitting duck handing, handing the football off. Uh, what, 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 do you, what do you make of that? criticism of Shanahan coming out of the game. I would yeah. I would agree, but I also think it was, you know, it, it wasn't going to happen. I mean, once they went up 21-7, that felt like, and there was a long period in the stadium early on where you were like, okay, well, San Francisco can still hang in. They can get the ball to their, their playmakers, they engineer a touchdown drive. You know, we got to tackle these guys. Like, that's tough. Um, and, that, and that spell lasted a while where in the stadium you kind of felt the tide turn, but once they went up 21-7, I don't feel like the Niners could climb back in that game. And then it gets 28-7 and so on and so forth. By the time Purdy came back in the game, the game felt very out of hand. But it is weird. I've never seen NFL game finish that way, let alone you know one with the stakes this high where people aren't pulling out all the stops seemingly 
uh, and just kind of running it out. I mean, they were out of quarterbacks. At that point, you, you go to your emergency quarterback or whoever it is. But if Purdy can't throw, um, you know, it, you could tell Josh Johnson might not have taken a lot of snaps either. You know, and so I think it, it's ironic for a team that's been plagued with this whole thing through Shanahan's entire tenure that you don't have a better plan in that emergency situation, but the plan was just to hand the ball off, I guess. I mean, but I would imagine Purdy gets every rep. I mean, every rep in practice is a is is a piece of gold that you have to mine for the kid, right? I mean, I can't imagine Josh Johnson got too many reps or McCaffrey in any quarterback emergency quarterback situation. That's you know. No, I mean, and you know, I I do think it is the responsibility of the head coach to have Josh Johnson ready, and I'm not saying he wasn't, but. You know, just knowing the mechanics of the way things go. I mean, the guy gets some scout team reps, and, you know, he works in with the two some. But, um, you know, it, it's just it's insane to me that they've had such bad luck. Hmm. Uh, this window has been wide open for years for them. And you then, know, I could point to Jimmy G getting his ACL torn. Hmm. Um, you know, I could point to everything this year, down to a fourth quarterback. They've kind of become like the mini Buffalo Bills of the 90s where, you know, they've been so close so many times, but ironically, such a brilliant offensive scheme, they're one co- one player away. You know, you could argue that through Shanahan's entire tenure. Last one for you on this then. Jalen Hurts, after the game, Chris Long, was said, quote, my first year here, people probably didn't even want me drafted here. My first year, people didn't probably even want me here. That's what he said. Um, yeah, listen. It, what, yeah. What's your interpretation of that one? What did he mean by that? Well, I mean, you know, you, this guy's been passed over a lot of places, right? right? I mean, he's had to – you can tell he's a coach's son, man. Now, he's so resilient. He's got such a great mindset, and I think that's part of what makes him great is his journey here. You know, um, it's been difficult. There have been times where he's had to be really mentally tough, and I think he was thrust in such into such an unfair situation – but Howie Roseman's foresight was great. I mean, I, I did not think the, the move was necessary. I'm not going to sit here and say, um, you know, I, I, I knew it all along. I didn't. I didn't know it last year. I did not know that he, he turned into this guy. Um, you know, so everything that he's been through, his, you know, being resilient. So he's not referring so, so he's, so he's not referring to the GM then? I mean, was he referring to fans? Was he referring to Peterson? Doug, like the benching in game 256 in his first year, you know, there is still uh, a head scratcher. He won't answer the question when asked what, what happened then. So, You're talking about his benching. Well, they were, I'm not saying they were tanking, but, uh, you know. Well, so then well, I'm just wondering if that has, like, who didn't want him there? Like what? What gives well, them the impression? A lot of fans, I'm sure. Okay. Um, you know, at that point, you still had a franchise quarterback that you thought um, might turn into that version of uh, Carson Wentz that we saw in 2017, and you know, a lot of the media probably questioned the decision. Um, and I think you know, for him, it's another little motivating factor. It just adds it to the, you know, to to his little uh, motivational. Um, do there and he's just like um he's been this guy that that's been through a lot but now he's kind of at the top of the mountain and i mean even you know late in the season i yeah i think when you play in philly it's there's so many opinions i mean the media the fans a lot of times it's divided you like eagles twitter and and that sort of thing there's a lot of noise so 
you know, I think it could be interpreted as being pointed at somebody in the building, but I think there's a lot of external noise as well. Chris Long here on the Rich Eisen Show. In the few minutes that I have left with you, let's talk AFC Championship game, sir. Um, you have been around, the, I, I would imagine, the pinnacle of coach-quarterback combinations leading to some of the highest level pre-snap, post-snap, mid-play, quarterback play that you've seen. Where, where does Mahomes and Burrow rank for you, what we saw yesterday? Chris. Well, these two teams that I thought Cincinnati would come out on top, but you know, you almost should have known um, Kansas City with their kind of championship DNA and having won and having been close and just it, it just it was one too many to Burrow. And um, at the end of that game, they really willed themselves to have a chance to win this game. Um, but my biggest takeaway was the defense, man. Kansas City's defense. You know, they, they they got some great plays out of young secondary guys. Um, their their front got, got great pressure. Steve Spagnuolo did a really nice job. If you look at that first game, um, they were out, man. They, they really got moved up front in the run game. They didn't get to Burrow. And if you look at some of the things they did early in this game, you know, Willie Gay stemming late on his, uh, on his play on Burrow where Carmen's in his stance. He's blocking a five technique. He feels comfortable than, than Willie Gay stems. And, you know, he runs right by him. Or when he walks Nick Bolton up in the A-gap to get the one-on-one for Chris Jones. Uh, or at the end of the game, uh, in the biggest situation, one of the things we talked about was, you know, finding that matchup for Chris Jones because he was eating double teams like the whole game. Um, you know, at the end of the game, putting him at left end and him making that play. Uh, Carlos Dunlap, pressure on the pick. They really stepped up defensively. And, you know, at the beginning of Sunday, there were a lot of graphics I saw. like, who's the best defensive player remaining? You know, you have all these great Eagles. You have these Niners players, the whole thing. But um, Chris Jones didn't win the the defensive player of the the year. He might be the best player remaining in the playoffs out of that four teams yesterday when he woke up and they were all in it. Um, And he showed why. And, you know, like he just willed them to win. And when they got the ball back um, and Sky Moore had the 20-something yard uh, punt return, you felt like they're def- this definitely ends in a bucker kick. You know what I mean? And Romo comes out of the, the commercial and he's like, you want to talk about fire country? And I'm like, where is he going with this? <laughs> and he's like, somebody's going to get fired <laughs> if, if they make a big mistake in this, in this situation. And uh, lo and behold, it's uh, Osai who's had – a really nice run here as the third rusher for them out, out on the edge, uh, making that big mistake. Mm. What did you think of the officiating in this game? So much being made of it on Sunday, this game in particular. What do you got for me there, Chris? Yeah, you know what? I mean, like, it felt like every call kind of went Kansas City's way. But, the you know, ultimately, a lot of them were the right calls. You look at the grounding. You look at. Hey, third and nine, I guess the ref's running out there waving his hands to shut the play down. You didn't hear the whistle, but you know, they are, they are trying to stop the play. You know, the, the third and nine, you get Eli Apple on the hold. Um, I do wonder if there was a block in the back on that Sky Moore punt return. There were some tough calls, um, that, you know, if you're a Bengal, you're saying, uh, if you're Zach Taylor, you're saying we couldn't get a break today, but ultimately you have to make enough plays to win. And there was a, a stretch there where the Bengals had an opportunity to put these guys away. I mean, this game just had their its ebbs and flows, you know, early. The crowd was a major problem for Burrow. 
in the offense. You know, you, you had a bunch of penalties, procedural penalties, holds, that sort of thing. Um, and, and then, you know, there was the, the cold spell from Mahomes in the second quarter and the third quarter, and I thought that was your window to get a commanding lead in the ball game, and you just didn't do it. So you can point to the calls, you can point to Osai. I know that guy's life has changed forever. Mm. I mean, I, you know, it's just having played in the NFL and having played in big games and, and Super Bowls that I've been a part that we won, there are plays that I want back, like that keep me up at night in winning efforts. You know, you're like, God, I wish I made that play. You know, um, and he's going to think about that one for a long time. And it's it's why it's, you know, guys get paid a lot. It's a violent game. You know, it's it's the supply and demand of it. People love football. But there's another angle to it is, like, you take the field on Sunday, you know, your your your, your dream can turn into a nightmare, like, real quick. And, uh, and that nightmare can last a while. And, you know, I think for him, he's going to eat that one. Uh, as long as he plays the game. It's mm. just that's the reality of it. Before I let you go here, Chris, uh, I'm going to have you on next Monday to really give me your prediction. Uh, but what's your what's your first blush thought on this matchup? The Reed Bowl, the Kelsey Bowl, the MVP Bowl, the, the top seed bowl. Yeah. What do you got for me here? What do you got? Well, it's a great game. Like I said, it's the two sixteen and three teams. They're the teams that you know. One of them, people we kind of slept on them. The other one, um, you know, has gotten their flowers all year long. And uh, I think it's going to be exciting. I think if you were the Eagles, and you know somebody gave you a choice of the two teams to play, I'd probably rather play the Bengals. Mm, um, really? You know? Yeah. Well, if you look at it from a matchup standpoint, that D line would eat up front against uh, Bengals offensive line. Right. Um, you know, and, and, and I think that would really affect the way the game goes. Now, on the other side of it, you know, for the Eagles, they're going to play. they got to deal with Travis Kelsey in the middle of the field. That's a tough situation for them. They probably, you know, Avante Maddox came back. That's a big deal. But you're going to need help there. Um, you, would you rather take your chance against two great wide receivers on the outside? you got two really good corners. Um, you know, th- there's a whole – when you line up to, to play the Cincinnati Bengals, who are you deathly afraid of up front? I mean, the, what makes them good is they're good across the board, but they don't have one guy that keeps you up at night all, all week. I was talking to my brother Kyle about this this morning on our pod. You know, Chris Jones is going to affect the way these guys sleep. And, you know, you don't have anybody like that for Cincinnati. So, you know, I, I worry about, the, you know, the Chiefs being able to run the ball if, if, if you're Andy Reid. Um, you know, but I don't know if they care, right? Do they care? Do they even care about that? I I don't know, but I I do think you're going to have to establish it a little bit. Right. And, um, I I think there's going to be a lot of scoring. I think it's going to be a fun game. And, you know, the one thing is, it's just that Mahomes magic. Um, Mm. that's the intangible thing that you're afraid of. I mean, Burrow scares you, but Mahomes proved yesterday and there was a lot of talk, you know, all week about, is this now Burrow's league? Is it his, you know, this, that, and the third? Him going out there on that bum ankle. And another thing is, like, we thought he was going to be immobile. We thought certain things would be off the off the table for him. They rolled him out like the first play of the game. You know, the fourth and one to Kelsey, he's stopping, he's starting. Um, you know, two more weeks, he's going to be healthy. You'll see um, Mahomes that you recognize, and that's a scary thought. Right. Who's on your pod this week? You got any? We got yeah, we're flying by the seat of our pants, man. Okay. You know, maybe Sorry. I'll get um, Jokic on or Embiid. <laughs> How? I mean, Embiid, man. Holy He's cow. unbelievable. 
he's, I mean, he's unbelievable. I saw it up close. Guy looks like he's a he's a giant. He looks like you know he's like uh, eight feet tall. He's pulling up from twenty five feet, crossing people over. It's crazy. That, and he he kind of is like the Eagles, right? I mean, overlooked. But people are not talking yep. too much. I mean, although what do you think? I mean, are they going to pull out the dog masks this time around? You're going to bust out? You're going to no, bust off the twenty seventeen dog masks? They're definitely not sneaking up on anybody. They're okay. they're like right. some, they're like the uh, they're the dogs, man. They're the top dogs. So okay. we'll see. All right, we'll see. Chris, thanks for the time. Let's talk next week, and um, and truly appreciate it. Love it. Thank you. Thanks, Rich. Right back at you. Everybody, get Green Light Podcast with Chris Long, Kyle Long. Every single week, great conversation, even more than what we just heard right here on The Rich Eisen Show. So who did he pick again? Well, we didn't ask him to. I didn't put a button. I know, I, but it seemed like he was like leaning. I, I, I don't, I don't know. He, 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 he made an interesting point about how there's no Chris Jones on Cincinnati, with all due respect, I guess, to Hendrickson. And, right. Uh, there's no, nobody who's going to wreck the game potentially from the center of their line. And uh, Burrow doesn't move around like Mahomes if Mahomes is going to be as healthy as one would think in two weeks. Feels like he was leaning Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs, I mean, established the run. I mean, give me a break. I mean, that guy Pacheco, I, every time I see him, it's just like, what if they give it to him 15 times? What if they do it? 15, 20 times. I don't know if he can do that. He, that, the, by the way, one of the, he, he helped set things up in the end of the game. He ran hard, but then he had to come out. I mean, I, don't uh, know. I know. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, he's still he's still a rookie, but I mean, a Rutgers kid coming for Philadelphia for Andy Reid. Oh my gosh, there are so many storylines that we haven't even really pulled the string on just yet. We'll take a break right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Come back. More of your phone calls. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial, and we'll talk about why not the Dallas Cowboys because they have an offensive coordinator position open because the Chargers no longer have one open. That's coming up. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network. And by the way, back here at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Um, we just talked to uh, Chris Long right there. He's great. He was at the um, Nuggets Sixers game on Saturday. No, that was a great game. Yeah. By the way, Look, I, I know your guy Jason Tatum's balling out, and he and he may win MVP. Yeah, probably not. Uh, all I'm saying is that you know, Jokic is phenomenal. He is phenomenal. There's a reason why he's back-to-back MVPs, and how this year he could easily win a third. Yep. 
But I tweeted this out on Saturday. I don't have a vote in this. And so I will just say to any NBA MVP voter that when it comes down to it, if your decision comes down to Embiid and the Joker, just remember Saturday's game. Hmm. 47 points, 18 rebounds for Embiid, five assists, three steals, two blocks, and four threes. And the Sixers win by seven. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. came back from, uh, I think, a three-game, a week-long absence. He made five threes. I mean, the Nuggets showed. And Embiid dominated Jokic. Dominated Jokic. I mean, he did get help, I think, defensively from Harden off the bench. That was very interesting. But, I mean, and like literally when I mean off the bench, like coming off the bench and, and playing defense. Um, like he was delivering Uber Eats at a college well, he got basketball game. On. He got knocked oh, Okay, on. very good. But anyway, long, long story short is, man, your Sixers are on a nice run here. And Embiid versus Jokic was – I was just thrilled because, you know, in the NBA these days, you don't know when a star player is playing because, I mean, if the Nuggets had played the night – I mean, Jokic plays a lot of back-to-backs. I don't know about Embiid. I think he plays a lot of them, too. NBA, The NBA has a load management problem. They don't call it that anymore. I don't know what they call it. Player health or whatever the hell they're calling it these days. Or, it, or non-COVID illness. Non-COVID when illness. When you see somebody's got a non-COVID illness, they are not playing. <laughs> they are not playing. Yeah. And, you know, knee management, hip management... Oh, LeBron's not playing tonight against Brooklyn. Sore ankle. And I feel for the kids in Brooklyn because this is the Lakers' one shot coming through. But the place I feel bad about the most, when I was in Cleveland for Ravens-Browns, the Mavericks were in town, and... It's their one trip to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And it was on the back end of a back-to-back, and it was the first time Lucas sat all year. They sat him. Back end of a back-to-back. Sorry, kids in Cleveland that maybe had that new Luca jersey underneath the tree that they had yet to unwrap for Christmas. Sorry. I know I'm painting the saddest story possible to make <laughs> I mean, my point. still wear the jersey. Okay. I mean, like, <laughs> suddenly they turn into Oliver Twist on the street. But, you Thank know, you, and then, so Luca gets health managed in Cleveland. Golden State comes in, and it's the back end of a back-to-back for them. Steph gets health managed. I guess he was just coming back from his injury or something like that. I don't know. I can't remember exactly when it was in his in his process, but he was back from his injury. Yeah. And he sat clay sets. He never plays back-to-backs. And I understand there's the knee and there's the the Achilles. And I'm sure for him, he's like, yeah, the knee and the Achilles. I, I spent half my life rehabbing that yeah. stuff. And Missed so he sits. Cleveland doesn't see those folks in their one trip there. Sunday night, Clippers. Big win in Atlanta on Saturday. Big win. Five in a row. Well, back-to-back nights. Kawhi sits, Paul George sits. And basically, 
unlike the Dallas game where Dallas showed up without Luka and took the game to overtime and it was an exciting game, at least for the folks who wanted to see a game, not just Luka, this game was like over. It was a 40-point deficit. Like the Clippers, like, yeah, these are my guys. It was like a happy birthday to Gene Hackman, 93 today. Uh, Those are my guys on the floor. And the crowd's like, what? That's my guys on the floor. (laughs) Who are they? Where are the stars? Kawhi's tripping. Paul George's tripping to Cleveland. That's three times it's happened to Cleveland fans. Three. Oh, shame. So here's the answer. If the NBA coaches and the NBA front offices and the NBA training staff and the NBA owners who give full carte blanche to the aforementioned to make whatever decisions best interest in the teams that they just will not play any star player coming off of a significant injury from a year ago or two years ago or any star player in the middle of January and December and November and February, because it's all about April and beyond, if they will not play these players on the back end of a back-to-back, period, no matter the place or the circumstance, then don't schedule back-to-back games anymore. Don't. Start the season earlier, end it later, take away the games. you got fewer regular season games to take away the back-to-back games. If the NBA teams are running their business in a way in which they will not uh, come heck or like, I don't know. Will Kawhi play a back to end of a back-to-back game this year at all? I don't know. There's still more time to come after the All-Star break. We'll see. But if teams are like, yeah, you know what? If we're either four or five, so it doesn't matter. Just give me a little one more road home game than the road game if we can. And if not, we'll just do it. We'll just go, just get me in the tournament. That's all that matters. My guys are healthy. I don't care. Sorry, fans. Yeah. You know, and Jimmy Butler was nice enough to find the young fan who held up a sign like, I came all the way from wherever to 4, see Jimmy 4, Butler play, miles, whatever. Yeah. And he was being back to back managed or sat because, you know, he, he was resting a sore this or that, whatever. Look, I, I these are high profile. Highly trained athletes who know their bodies certainly better than I do. But if it's just as simple like we're not doing it because the schedule says this and we decided it back in August, we're not doing it on this date, come heck or high water, then give the fans a little bit of a break. Certainly if it's the one time you come into their neighborhood, one time, I think it stinks. I get what you're saying, Rich, but like the fans in Cleveland, they didn't get to see Kawhi, but they were treated to 24 points from Brandon Boston. So I figure, hey, you know, it's a a win. Ready to make my point, TJ. (laughs) Monster.com can help you tackle a job hunt and make your next career move. If you are looking for a job, there could be a ton of you out there. Monster.com knows that scoring your next job is a playoffs type moment. To bring your A game, you need Monster.com. Monster can help if you're looking to change positions right now. Millions of job openings and great coaching and career advice on Monster.com for strong performance when it counts. When you upload your resume to Monster.com, you can be recruited by employers before they even post their jobs. Monster.com specializes in building the right teams for employers and knows how to match you with those job fits. When you score the position, Monster.com's salary calculator ensures you're paid what you're worth. Get off the sidelines. It's time to go to Monster.com and win the job hunt. Monster.com. Gene in Florida, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. We'll take your call. What's up, Gene? Hey, Rich. How you guys doing? Thanks for holding on. Thanks for holding on as long as you did. What's going on? 
Oh, well, I'm down here in Florida. You guys have become part of my daily routine since I found you on the Roku channel. Yeah, boy. Love to hear it. Yeah. The work at second shift going to be at work at 3.30, so it works out perfectly. Out of place. We're glad we're here for you. Thanks for watching but, us. Um, yes, I was very disappointed yesterday with the San Francisco. I put all my eggs in their basket. I'm a Ravens fan, but I was so into the Brock Purdy story. But I have to tell you, I'm a little disappointed of how San Francisco finished that game out with that. They should have tried something. I mean, uh, McCaffrey and the and the wishbone something. I mean, running the clock out on themselves just seemed a little disrespectful to their fans. Mm. I think they should have tried something. Be creative. That was just kind of. If I was a true blue San Francisco fan, I would have been absolutely a about that. Oh, I mean, oh. try something, even if it goes bad. Gene, that thank- was just like a total, total. Just give up. That was just totally giving up to me. Well, Gene, and I appreciate the call, and thank you. And we uh, uh, tell our radio show audience that uh, we we apologize for Gene going ape right He's there. Just, Gene was just passionate. Look, here's so. the deal, man. So so the uh, the end arounds to Debo and Kittle and and the 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 other plays that did, the 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 screen plays, the other plays that they were trying to do. The, those that that wasn't trying to be creative. That was just what the Eagles sniffed it out. They snuffed it out. They knocked Purdy from the game. They knocked the fourth-string quarterback from the game. They made the rare instance of the starting quarterback turn into the emergency quarterback. I've never seen anything like that before. And if these guys were, 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 were out of gas because they had been trying all year long and they put all their, they put all their eggs in the Purdy basket and watched Josh Johnson go out and they, they know there's a guy in the huddle who's got a bad wing, and the Eagles just snuffed it out. They didn't block it. How about that? They didn't block it well enough. The Eagles whipped them. Sometimes you got to tip your cap to the competition instead of calling into question the other teams want to. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. I appreciate that phone call. We'll take some more of your phone calls and hit that Dallas Cowboys story when we come back right here on the Rich Eisen Show. NetSuite wants you to know your business better by pitching all the spreadsheets and outdated finance software that you might be using and get better visibility. Take that poor visibility and turn it into actually knowing what you need to know and upgrade to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. You get visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place right in front of you. Over 32,000 businesses already use NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite is a new financing program for those ready to upgrade it. NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio. Head to NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio. The uh, Dallas Cowboys have an offensive coordinator position open. Kellen Moore has been given permission to chat with the Los Angeles Chargers. That was the mutual parting of the ways that we heard from the Cowboys yesterday. And sure enough, during this program, the Los Angeles Chargers announced Kellen Moore is the new offensive coordinator here. So Kellen Moore is seen smiling here, and that's because he is now the guy in charge of taking Justin Herbert to a whole other level. I'm on a new level. And Dak Prescott is now going to be in the hands of somebody else. And it's possible, according to many reports, it hasn't been, it's on the table as an option 
Mike McCarthy calling the plays himself. And this is the latest indication. Again, if you remember when Mike McCarthy came aboard in Dallas and said how he spent his (laughs) offseason breaking down and watching every snap of Dallas Cowboys football, (laughs) something he later admitted didn't happen. I mean, look, we've all embellished our resumes a little to get a job, right? A little bit. Come on. I guess. Uh, By the way, I love it. I I think it's terrific. You know? You want want your coach pulling out every stop. You know about my ass jeans lie, I told. lying? You want him to pull out every stop. (laughs) (laughs) And so he... he, at the time, if you remember, it was a conversation that, does he keep Kellen Moore? Right. Kellen was there. It wasn't yeah, his wasn't choice. His no. And Jerry, I, I think, made it known he would like Kellen Moore to stay. And Kellen Moore stayed. And now Kellen Moore is gone. Now then, I'm just telling you, my spidey sense goes off. Dan Quinn may have stuck around for many reasons, and we heard, I believe, Albert Breer was talking about Pelissero last week, too. Some uh, some of our veteran information people from Sports Illustrated and NFL Media Group, respectively. That, I, I even gave you my little kind of thing with that, Rich. Saying to me that they believe Quinn could have been sticking around because his family likes the area, and that he might not have been all in on the other jobs despite taking the time to actually interview for them during the playoffs. And even though he might have been offered one of them, stay and put. Thank you, Dan. I believe him staying put, part of it also is he likes it there, and if his family likes it there, go back there, and you never know, the D in front of D.C. might turn into the H. If Mike McCarthy doesn't succeed. Now, he will do his best to make sure Mike McCarthy does succeed because he wants to win and he's got a champion. He's got the. He, if you had to peg the championship side of the football for Dallas right now, it's, it's Quinn's. For sure. If you are also a coach that feels like your seat is getting hot and that you are a coach. That is red writing on the wall, as McCarthy has, and needed to actually address with Jerry Jones last year, as he said that he did when he came on this show last spring. And you feel like you're going to be judged in a way in one year of football that is crucial to your job security. You go out by calling the plays yourself. You take care of all of it. And you tell the kid that you inherited, I don't think we're here anymore. Or if you are being offered this job in Los Angeles, you want to go there, you want to go to Justin Herbert, you're more interested there, or that's that's a good option for you, or I can feel good letting you go because I know you're not going to be unemployed. You actually have a terrific job. Go do it. My spidey sense is going off. If McCarthy is going to call plays, it's going to be him saying, I'm going to go down with my ship, and I'm calling the plays. And I can't wait to see what that looks like. What does that mean? Is Zeke even around there anymore? What does it look like? What does Dak look like? What help can they get him in the draft and free agency? What can they afford? Because they need it. It's that side of the football. And if he's going to call the plays, then he's really putting himself on the line right there. Rich, even better, Dallas plays the Chargers next year. Oh, great. 
here in SoFi. Great. And Kellen Moore certainly wasn't perfect. So what, what would you rather? What would you rather have? Would you rather have the guy that Dallas let go after unsuccessful years, ultimately with Dak? Even though you know you could look at the points per game, it was over thirty when Dak returned from his thumb injury, and that's pretty darn successful. But ultimately, when the chips are down and the playoffs didn't work, you want that offensive coordinator, or yes. you want the or you want the HC that just got fired in Denver, like the Jets just hired, to try and fix Zach. I want Kellen Moore. You'll take Kellen Moore with Justin Herbert 1, over Nathaniel Hackett. Kellen Moore is Dallas Cowboys head coach, second in the NFL in points per game, second in yards per game, fourth and third down. As, as the offensive coordinator there. Right. Yes. Now, you know what a lot of haters will tell you? They'll be like, well, Dak only puts up points when they were behind. That's so. Whatever. I'll take 28 points a game. Something's up, man. And if, if McCarthy takes the job, takes the, the play calling, then you know my, my spotty sense is on to something. Can I ask you this? I, I'm not sure about this. Did McCarthy call the plays when the Packers won the Super Bowl? Oh, I believe so. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. he was hired because of what he was doing in San Francisco, and he matched it perfectly to, to Rodgers, and then that, that marriage, as we all know, soured at some yeah. point. I mean, obviously, I know Rodgers. There's not a bunch well, of him around. he's got around, a history but... of doing it. I'm not saying he's not capable of doing it. He's highly capable of doing it. I'm just saying that he's basically telling the kid that he inherited, go with God, I feel better, you going, and that you've got a great spot. It's great. But I'm going to fill your job with me. Because if I'm going to be judged on this sort of thing, I am not going to delegate. I'm going to take it myself. I don't blame him if that's the way he feels. Yeah, I mean, Richard, you keep saying spidey sense. If you are right, then this is the right move for him. I mean, if he's going to go down, you might as well go down on your own accord. You can listen to the NFL and the NFL app on westwoodonesports.com via Westwood One Station streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. If it's the NFL, it's on Westwood One. Hey, Alexa. All right. Uh, good show today. Eli Manning. Good show. I like Eli Manning. Chris Long. Good show, everybody. Funny show. Funny, Funny show. show. Funny show. Um, on tomorrow's program, Mahmoud Abdul Rauf yeah, will join us. Nice. How about that? That's cool. He's got a, there's a new documentary on his life out there on Showtime. I believe it's Showtime, correct? Um, he will be on this program and in studio. Just for you, Chris, your fa- host of your favorite TV show, Jesse Palmer of The Bachelor. Bachelor, back. he will join us. <laughs> Albert Breer will join us as well. Tell us what's Breer. going on in the world of sports in the National Football League. And Jesse Palmer, tune in because he does have the greatest imitation of Ron Jaworski in the history. <laughs> Of Ron Jaworski imitators, and there's a lot of them. We need to get Jaws on. Oh, of course, I mean the Eagles are coming. We'll we'll do that. But the bottom line is, I'm going to have Jesse Palmer break down the Eagles Super Bowl chances as Ron Jaworski, <laughs> and 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 I trust trust me, you will give me a rose for that. <laughs> That's on Tuesday's show. See what I'm doing? Just doing. weaving it all together. <laughs>